Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. I'm Andrew Cannon, and I have the honor to be your host. And in this episode, I'm excited to be talking with Nina about nutrition. Nina is a holistic nutritional therapist, fresh yoga teacher, and language translator. Most of all, Nina is a searcher for well-being. Nina helps people find more balance in their lives, nutritional balance, that is, which is directly related to physical and mental well-being. Thankfully, Nina remembers when she found her Finnish roots here in Northern Europe in 2004, where nature, fresh local food, clean air, lots of forest and water are present daily. Here, Nina discovered her own path to healthy living, slowly but steadily. Slowly but steadily is good advice for life, says Nina, in nutrition, lifestyle and work. Welcome to the show, Nina. Thank you very much, uh, Andrew, and I'm very happy to be here today. Good morning. Good morning. Excellent stuff. So let's start off, if you could tell us a bit about your own journey with nutrition. Yes. Okay. So uh, the first... Uh, I think it began in my teenage years, you know, I uh, at school, uh, we studied nutrition and we studied chemistry and biology. And then I was so interested in these, in the combination of these and what is happening in your body and what is happening when you get certain uh, food and what's happening in your body. So it it was very interesting for me then. Uh, but then my yeah my life and my path went another direction and then it came back just like 30 years later when I got this interest again and it was very yeah strong interest and then I decided hmm I would like to study again and I will I will study nutrition and so then in 2016 I started with studying and studied for about three and a half years and and then, yeah, and now I'm here <laughs> and try to help people and, try, of course, help myself, help, help my family, friends, whatever, whoever needs nutritional advice. Oh, well, that's absolutely amazing. Well, thank you for, on behalf of everybody, for going back to, to school and, and learning <laughs> some more about this important topic, because it is very important. And, you know, when you read the media, there's so much different stories with maybe some conflicting information about what's good, what's bad, different trends. And and so I'm wondering what's your point of view on what you see as good nutrition and, and not so good nutrition? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, um, well, good and bad, but I think maybe the, the most important is good food would be like natural, the most natural as possible, uh, clean, fresh, uh, local, seasonal, well, you buy with, with the season. Um, yeah, and, and, and not um, if you buy something from the grocery, you look and, well, of course, vegetables, fruit, they have no ingredients more than their vitamins. But then if you buy some uh, products, look at the ingredients list and if it should be as short as possible. And so the bad food then is the processed food, which contains a lot of 
um, artificials or um, white, well, white sugar sometimes, or the refined salt, refined fats, uh, e-codes, uh, or GMO products, for example. That's all. That's bad because it's not good for our body to put these artificial things. And of course, a lot of like refined. It's too much refined. Everything. It's not anymore. It's without minerals, without vitamins, the processed food. So mm. that's the So is that what the, the refining does? It removes the, the nutrition, the goodness. Or does it have yeah. any other negative benefit, negative effects? Yeah, of course. For example, if you take the example of the uh, trans fat, which is the partially uh, hydro, hydro, whoops, I can't say it in English, but it's partially like made, it, it's, uh, the form is like different and so it can make damage in your body also if you eat, eat a lot of trans fats which, which are like in these um half made uh ready half ready rate uh, uh cakes or products um the fat can make damage in well it's now it's maybe i can't explain it very deeply, but it's it's not good for you. Or for example, the salt, the refined salt, which is natrium chloride. It's it's without any other minerals anymore because it's so refined. And the natrium chloride is like um, it binds the the water. So then it's like uh, it can produce like um, I'm sorry with my language. There's so much Finnish okay. in my brain, so I'm sorry. Uh, it produces the um, turvotus. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, I can't. So it makes you makes you swell. Swell, yeah. Well, uh, like yeah. Well, it's not good. And then the artificials, of course, and can uh, they put so much in it that uh, like colors, artificial colors, and everything. But just mm. it's not like like we need in our body. It's not our body can't take take them. Yeah, can can use them. Okay, excellent, excellent. Thank you. So, and I know there's a lot of trends in in food and nutrition at the moment. What do you see as the most important that are yeah. happening? Let me see. I had some notes here because there's so much. But um, let me see. Yeah, I think well, one important trend is the green, the green, um, and also um, sustainable food. Well, green might might be, for example, of go more to vegetarian or or even vegan food you you um you skip your meat for example or you just have meat once a, per week and then you take like plant based proteins instead which is quite good to take you always uh, look for substitutions if you take something away you always look that you get the nutrition and you don't skip everything and then you don't have enough energy or enough vitamins so yeah well the trend the green trend and then um yeah the personalized nutrition so we are uh everybody is like unique and we have different bodies different metabolism different kinds and of course sometimes disease or so everyone needs uh, this to to see what he needs uh, he well we have to find out and uh, for this, it's not there's not one perfect diet for everyone. And the per personalized nutrition is a big trend, I think, and it's good. We went there. 
of course, the gut health and the gut brain axis and uh, your microbiome. And the that's a very big theme nowadays or many years it started. And I think that's very interesting and very good to remember. The, that we are not alone we have our bacteria and the gut the gut is so big and then mm. they, they, they found out that the big relation between the gut and the brain and that's yeah i think it's can i ask you a bit more about that that personalization because i think many yes. listeners might be thinking about oh that sounds cool but how do i go about understanding mm. what is the best nutrition plan for me personally how how can they do that? Okay. Yeah, well, of course, if you do it alone, well, maybe you can write, well, you you, you have your diet and maybe you, if you have problems, for example, you feel like, oh, I'm getting too much weight or oh, I feel bloated or I don't feel good, I feel tired all the time, then you might, for example, take down what you eat, make like a diary, food diary for at least three days and um, and see what you eat. You make can make photos as well and then look at it and then also write down when you feel, for example, when is the bloating or when it is worst or is it always the tiredness after eating? And then you find out, aha, maybe there's something I should could change. And then, of course, it's good if you have someone who can tell you and help you with that. To find out what's better for you and of course if you have disease if you have gut problems or stomach problems or digestive it's always good to also go to the doctor or take tests there are a lot of blood or stool tests whatever you can take and see what's the problem yeah but but i think it's good to to look what you eat and and uh yeah write down and have a look at it and then and then it can make the small changes. Yeah. No, I thought it was amazing. I remember going to one exhibition once where they put, like, on the kitchen table the sort of what the whole family had eaten during one week. Yeah. And it was, on average, it was an amazing amount of food and different unhealthy um, processed foods. So maybe that's a good idea to take these pictures and maybe create your own collage of of what your weekly food look like. And... Yeah, I think so, because it helps and also it makes it visible. It, it, yeah. you, you see and you you get conscious of it because sometimes it's just we eat and we use food and we don't think about it that much. So Yeah, especially in busy lives, we're running from one place to the next, pick up the kids, do the work, do this, yeah. do that, do that, do yeah. this. And mm. maybe we don't think enough about what we're putting in our bodies. Yeah. That's the thing. Yes. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And you mentioned in that um, the issue of, of weight and, you know, prior to us talking today, you know, I looked up some of the statistics um, by the C CDC, um, which state that, you know, more than four in 10 of American adults are classified as obese. So heavily overweight, which is up from three in 10 in the year two, 2000. So, you know, the statistician in me calculated that's a massive 37% increase in just 20 years, you know, in the history of humanity. That's huge. Mm -hmm. That's such a huge increase. And then when you look at kids, you know, additionally to that one in five children in America 
um, are classified as obese. So, so what do you think is behind, you know, in particular the change in the last 20 years, in the last two mm-hmm. decades, what's, what's caused that increase in being overweight? Yeah. So I think, well, there, of course, it's not, it's always many things. It's a combination. But, uh, of course, the lifestyle nowadays and, uh, well, with the industrial, industrialization it came, but nowadays it's more and more, it's like, uh, the, the stressy life, the work. We don't have time. We don't have time for our kids. Um, this it's a big thing, but I think I would start even uh it's the food and beverage industry, which is uh well, they offer us what we can buy at the grocery or at the supermarket. And if we are not aware of it, and we of course there's also the advertisements and the, a lot of influences. So we or many people they don't know. They just buy the things that looks maybe there's a cereal and it's like oh healthy looking or it's like healthy looking and then it's not because it's artificial or a lot of sugar or fats but um i think it's the food and beverage industry they they sell us the food and yeah. and if we are not aware of it that's yeah and i think it's the and also the, with the children and with the teenagers they got a lot of influence from the advertisements from the from from everywhere from the social media <laughs> oh and, and then they have their coke and then they have the zero coke and then a lot that i have it every day and i think that's the problem maybe it's these yeah and i think it's that's very interesting right to make sure people i think look at the the content labels, not just the marketing on the front page of the package, mm-hmm. but they actually yeah. flip it over and and see what's in it and and learn some some understanding of what the ingredients mean. Um, because sometimes you read it and it's half in Latin or half in whatever, really hard e numbers or something, and it's it's hard for maybe normal people to understand what they actually mean. That's true. Yeah. And I think it's uh, maybe it's meant to be because maybe it's better than it. Sometimes they use some expressions or another type type of saying. And then it like it sounds good or it sounds ah OK. Yeah, I don't know. But it's a little bit of work then have have a look again and maybe search for the ingredients. Have a mm. look. What is it? And I think, yes, but it would be helpful. Yeah. 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 I think it's not always easy. I think, you know, I've spent a lot of time traveling around America and in many parts of the country, it's actually quite hard Mm -hmm. to find reasonably priced um, healthy food. I think there's also, especially now with the cost of living crisis, you know, unfortunately, people are looking at the the cost of fresh food and thinking, wow, that's that's really expensive. It is true. That's another big, big topic or, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It it shouldn't be like that. Um, yeah, when we think about it, well, but that's that's just idealistic. But why why we do we pay? Why do we get the processed food? And there's so many of them, different types. And why is the natural and organic food so hard to find? Or then it's very expensive. And it's well, it's not very. I don't understand it. Why? But 
well, it's the business, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about weight loss. I, I know it's an issue that many people struggle with, and they they sort of try diets when they come up. You have this diet, which is popular in the media for a while, and that goes away. And some famous celebrity tries another diet, and all of a sudden, that's the new trend. So, what are your thoughts on all these sort of diet programs? Do any yeah. of them work? Yeah. So, um. I think I also already mentioned it that we are everyone is different and we if there is like for example low carb diet or or these weight loss diets um I think it's I just think it's not um it can't be good for our body uh, well if you take for example you, you restrict ah, there's a energy and restriction and then there's like you take away everything and you you don't eat much and then maybe for for some time and afterwards you come you go back again to your diet what you had maybe the same before or um, well it's it's not good for your body neither that you get these imbalances then you know even if you might lose some weight with the weight loss diet Afterwards, it's it's very hard, and you can't really uh, eat or be like on a weight loss diet all the time or your whole life because usually they are like they skip a lot, and they just it's not very healthy. And uh, and then the thing is because we are individuals, it's not every diet for everyone. And for example, if you you can't. It's not very good to have a low carb diet for a person who has like thyroid problems, for example, or high blood pressure, maybe maybe medical medicine. Then you you can't do it. But then often people don't know it. But in my personal opinion, like a weight loss diet, like we know these common Mayo diet, or I don't now recall the names, but I don't think that they're very. I wouldn't recommend them. It's it's better to find your own diet and then um, with the help maybe of a nutritionist, find your own healthy diet and go with that and step by step and then go with that all your life then. And then it's good. You get the energy and the nutrition you need. Yeah. And then also you, you will lose weight because then your metabolism will adapt and will get the, well, it's just, it's like that. It's it's working. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's something people could think about, you know, whether it's worth investing that that little bit of money in a consultation with a nutritionist to try and find their personalized diet, what works best mm -hmm. for their body type, taking into account, as you say, the medical conditions of that course. people might have and to make sure they don't make the wrong choices. Of course, their... that's, a, that's one important thing. Thank you for for speaking about this yes no no worries no worries so okay so people could still say well i still want to lose some weight i still want to lose some weight um and, and if we're saying well maybe not going on one of these you know intense weight loss diets is the way to go what can they do what could they do to help them just lose a few pounds yeah so so yeah so so the first thing was Look and get conscious about how you are eating, about your diet. Take the photos, write them, write down, make the food diary, and then you get aware of the problem, or maybe you find something 
what's wrong. Um, and then I just have a look <laughs> because there's so many things. Um, so I think, um, yeah, then if you get conscious of what could be like the problem, for example, you see, aha, I'm eating like four times per week red meat and um and you also you see I, i'm not drinking i don't have the hydration that's one important thing be hydrated and um important would be also if you have the fresh water for example for drinking or herbal teas or of course something your cup of coffee you can have as well but the hydration is coming more from the water uh, you can put some uh, lemon or some herbs in it because that's for the the better um, it's not flushing you out it's getting into the cells and you get your hydration everywhere um, ah yeah then one good thing would be look at your plate as well uh, take your plate and when you have your meal take care of it that it should be more than a half with the greens and vegetables and salads and then uh, like a quarter should be the good protein which is like the fish and white meat or legume um, beans chickpeas <laughs> and then uh, one third might be well some um, yeah the fats also of course well you get the fat also from the fish but well it should be the most important is the more and the half it's the vegetables. And then also another thing with the plate, if you have, you can um, choose a smaller plate at home or in a restaurant. And that's like a psychological trick, but you also, you will see that you eat less. And that's also one thing. Sometimes it's we eat, we eat too much. Or if you have bread with your lunch, then skip, have just one slice of bread and not too, for example, you, you eat a little bit less and that's the thing you get used to it. And that's also, yeah. if you, if we don't in, intake too much energy, then we lose weight when we, when we use a little bit less and it's yeah. right. And I love that. I love that's one of my favorite tips, I think, to, to sort of, even if you're just reducing like by 5% for a while, the, the sort of the amount on the plate. And then after a couple of months, you go a little bit more. And, you know, over time, you've realized that, oh, wow, I've cut 20% of my yeah. intake, you know, which is huge, but you don't notice it so much, especially. So if you go out and buy some slightly smaller plates, that's a, that's a good. I think good I, we tried it and it's a good, yeah, especially if you have your dessert, you have the, the sweet things, then it's good to have the small plate. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is an excellent trip, tip, Nina. So, and, and then we talked a lot about weight loss, but obviously balanced nutrition is a lot more than just weight loss. We talked about gut. We talked about these other things. So what other tips are your favorite tips when related to nutrition, but not specifically to, to weight loss? Yes. So let me see. Mm, yeah. So I think the first thing is always the motivation. Also, for example, you know, ah, okay, I would like to lose weight, but I would like to eat healthier. Uh, but sometimes it's hard to start. And then it's good for look 
looking for motivation and and that's also thinking about you what type i am so for example if i'm a type i'm a planner and goal oriented planner then maybe i need these food diaries especially and i need to calculate my calorie intake and these things but that's then your motivation that's your kind of or if you're like more a green person maybe you think about oh i would like to eat less eat less meat and eat less um, animals proteins then i can take this like oh okay i'm going to do something good for myself and for the environment for the animals and so find your motivation then um, make small changes start with the small steps and don't take uh, like two huge things at the time because that's you know that might might lower your motivation if you take too much so small steps and start with one thing maybe you start ah i was i will eat the left half half of the plate or will have half of the amount then um ah one very nice it's the eat your rainbow colors so we need the colors also in foods um at the next time you go to the groceries uh look and try to find at least like five, six different colors of vegetables and fruit, because we get so many antioxidants and vitamins from different colors. So it's, 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 um, yeah, it's very nice. Also, you get like variation, not always just the same, you know, and of, of course, seasonal also. And you might also find some new interesting points in nutrition or interesting fields or topics. For example, you might, yes, if you haven't read about Ayurveda, the Indian medicine, the ancient, you might uh, like look about Ayurveda, what it is. And it, it's very, it's very holistic and it's uh, very useful. And it's like going with the body types and, and with the seasons. And it's, it's, I recommend it. And for example, one tip from Ayurveda, uh, they say that um, we need like six um, uh, tastes. There's like six Ayurvedic tastes, which is the sweet, the sour, the salty, pungent, bitter, and astringent. And we need all, and our body craves these. And if we don't get them, then we get these special cravements of, of something sweet or something salty. And it would be good, like in the meals, to put a lot of herbs and um well different kinds that you get these tasters yeah mm, wonderful that's a that's an amazing <laughs> range of tips and i'm sure we'll include in the in the show notes some links to resources where people can maybe go and start building their their knowledge base and i thought that was fascinating to think about these different types of flavors because i know myself if I go shopping and I haven't had sweet for a while, then I end up buying these things in the shopping cart that maybe I shouldn't buy because yeah. I've had that craving. And so yeah. understanding where this comes from, but I think is important. So, so thank you, Nina, for sharing all these tips. One last question before I let you go. And we ask all our guests this is what brings you joy? Oh, nice question. So I think that we can find joy in in so many or maybe in almost everything but at the moment my greatest joy is just um be grateful every day and well i find a lot of joy through my new yoga 
yoga, uh, well, teaching or yoga experience, and and that's a lot of joy because it's uh, you 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 think a little bit more every day about the joyful things. But of course, it's mm. nature and it's it's family, it's friends, it's love. But you can try, find the joy within yourself also. So. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for thank you for that, Nina. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being such a wonderful guest on the show today. It's been thank such a pleasure you. talking to thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. And nice. I hope you, our listeners, enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I did. And I hope you feel inspired by Nina to to look into your nutrition choices and to make changes as appropriate. And I said we'll include some some good links in the show notes. If you're not already a member of the Year of Joy community, please visit our website, theartandsciencejoy.com, to find out more and join. It's a free resource for everyone. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you tune in for the next episode of the Art and Science of Joy podcast. Until then, stay well, stay joyful, and stay healthy.